snapping like musket shots as mast and yard arms tumbled overboard. Instinctively, Clint leapt back into the safety of the forecastle hatchway, clinging for his life to the handholds. Hearing anguished screams over the moan of the wind, he spun to see the two men before him, grasping at the deck with taloned fingers as they were carried away in a snarl of line and timber. They were overboard, underwater, before he could reach them. Wind and gravity toward him, and the ship listed even more. She's doomed, he thought, clawed his way back onto the deck and into the mess of line and cloth left aboard. He swiped water from his eyes and strained into the darkness. The rail! He had to make it to the rail. If she broached, being trapped in the spider web of line was sure death. A tar-covered stay looped his ankle like a constricting black snake. He went down, but he had his knife in his hand before he hit the deck. He slashed at the hemp that tried to drag him into a mishmash of splintered wood and canvas. Stubbornly, it parted. He careened to the rail. There'd be no need to dive. The ten feet of freeboard had disappeared. Her scuppers lay under surging water. For a moment, he stared at frothing dark death, wondering if he should try and ride it out with the ship. Then she listed even more. Without hesitation, Clint stepped over. A crashing wave slammed him back against the taffrail, knocking the wind from him. Then the back surge sucked him into the darkness. The cold black waters of the Pacific dragged him under. With powerful strokes, he fought for the surface. A yardarm slammed into his chest, knocked the wind from him again. As he gasped for air, he took water, burning lungs and throat, but he clung on to the floating savior. He slashed at the lines that bound the timber to the ship. Finally, he and the flotsam were heaving and dipping, but moving away from the vessel that would suck them down into a whirling maelstrom when she slipped from the reef. A breaker rolled over him, and his end of the yard arm dove deep. When he surfaced, gasping from the water he'd taken in, he made his way to the middle of the twelve-foot-long timber, and it stabilized. Backhanding the water from his eyes, he could just make out the outline of the ship. The savanna slithered from the reef with a shuddering moan and disappeared into the deep. The ship where he had lived and worked for six months, and the men he had lived and worked with, were all gone. He thought he saw the outline of a boat and men, then water covered him again. He kicked and fought toward where he hoped he had seen the boat, but the wind and the smashing waves tossed him back. Lightning split the sky, followed by the staccato cannon-fire thunder of the unhappy gods. The fleeting flash revealed nothing but heaving water and lashing rain. Taking a racking breath, he coughed scorching salt water from his lungs and his throat. He shivered as an icy chill sliced his spine like a frigid blade. It seemed a bizarre time to feel fortunate, he thought looking into the howling blackness where the ship had been, but he knew most of the twenty-four-man crew of the hundred-foot hide, horn, and tallow brig could not swim. He was one of only a few. In the intermittent bursts of light as the yardarm dipped and dived and tried to lose him, he madly searched the surface of the water for his shipmates. The boat, if it had been there at all, was now gone. With a quiet dread nodding his stomach, he spotted no other survivors. Finally, after hours, the wind abated, and the twelve-foot battering waves became a steady six. Crashing tons of water became lapping whitecaps. 
Fingers of lightning no longer flicked death crackles at him, nor did his ears ring from the bombardment of the gods' cannons. After the bellow of the storm, the silence hung ominously. Yet with the reprieve, the first rays of light grayed the sky over Alta California's mountains, and with a burst of glory burnished the mountain's gold. For the first time in hours, Clint lifted his eyes, taken a fleeting moment to revel in the distant beauty and his own survival. Then reality swamped him like another crashing wave. He wondered which way he was drifting. Just surviving had been the challenge of the night. Now living became a high range of mountains on the horizon. He'd clung on through the night, a triumph over shipwreck, storm, fatigue, and the dawn cheered him with its promised warmth. Maybe he would make it. He had no idea how far offshore they had been when they took the reef, but they could not...